0: Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by human synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Hey, Sue. Hi, Tom. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Bites. Thank you. On the last one, we talked about looking at LSI profiles where the LSI-1, so the person's own thinking was quite constructive, but how people were experiencing their behavior was quite defensive. Mm. So aggressive or passive. Or both. Or both, Mm. yeah, or both. And this one, it'd be interesting to do it the other way around. So I've seen a lot of profiles where people's own thinking, their own LSI-1 could be quite defensive. So the way they're talking to themselves can be in that aggressive and or passive space. But maybe how people are experiencing them is quite different, so people see them as being really constructive. So I'd love to talk about what's going on there for people, what are some themes we can think about, and maybe what's an approach to debriefing, a profile Mm. like that.
1: Sure. So I guess the first thing to recognize is that if they have strong extensions in the defensive styles in their LSI1 profile, Mm. then they think in their thinking they're operating at a cost to themselves
0: okay so what do you mean by that so?
1: so for example they don't have possibly a strong sense of who they are so let's say they've got a low self actualizing score their emotional intelligence is not strong potentially mm. they perhaps are not feeling particularly fulfilled at work they maybe don't even particularly like their job, they're choosing to stay there for whatever reason. Uh, they don't consider that they make a valuable contribution. So do you notice as I'm sort of saying these things, there's a lot of self-criticism, uh, do you know? So I don't recognize the value of my own contributions can be part of that picture as well, which would mean there's a lower achievement score, probably strong extensions in the passive defensive. I don't either recognize the value of or feel that I can put my mental effort into relationship building. So the affiliative style would be lower, not putting, thinking that they needed to put effort or not motivated by growing other people. Humanistic encouraging would be impacted there. So those strong extensions in the defensive styles are having a, a pull effect uh, on the constructive in the LSI-1 and there's a cost to them in operating that way.
0: So this is often a personal cost and Yes, at home or at work. Um, or both. Or both. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be the theme of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then how are they doing constructive? Because mm. people are experiencing them as constructive. So what's like, how do they pull that off? Then
1: mm, it's a it's a bit of a cognitive and emotional disconnect. So they know that doing constructive in the LSI two gives them the best outcomes. Ah. They know that cognitively, mm. but emotionally, they don't believe it about themselves.
0: Right. So I can think my way through it, but I don't
1: genuinely believe it. I don't believe the it. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. So, if you see, so if you know, you've had a little sneak peek of the profile maybe before you've gone in, though I highly recommend not
1: highly recommended from me.
0: <laughs> yeah, though I highly recommend uh, just going in and, and discovering it as you go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But say you did, how would you approach this? Is there any things you'd particularly want to keep in mind when you see
1: this come up? Mm. So, the first thing is that approach every debrief. The same way. So, you're mm. always going to start with the LSI one mm. and give that the time and attention that it needs and deserves because mm. that's the place where sustainable change is going to come from. And at the moment, they're bearing all the cost right. of operating that way if they've got strong extensions in the defensive styles in their LSI one, recognizing the cost, but also getting them to explore what's the benefit. So it's almost as though they need to do a cost benefit analysis of what's the cost to them of thinking that way what's the benefit to them uh, of thinking that way and frankly unless the cost outweighs the benefit they
0: they'll may keep not they
1: there, there's there may not be impetus for change yeah
0: so we are, that's the thing there's the payoff and the trade off people mm. people don't do things for no reason right they do it because on some level, it, I guess it works for them, mm. you know, so I'm going to keep my head down. And on some level, that might work for me because, yeah, I can stay out of trouble or, or whatever it is. But what you're saying is, I guess, asking them, okay, that is something you get from it. At what cost? That's right. Yeah. So what does that mean for other parts of your life or something like that?
1: Mm-hmm. So let's, as an example, let's think about strong extensions in the aggressive defensive cluster. Mm-hmm. So you might have strong extensions in all four styles, so okay. oppositional, power, competitive, perfectionistic, and perfectionistic. Uh-huh. What that means is that at probably at some stage in your life, because remember this is an adapted thinking pattern, at some stage in your life you've learned that you've needed to use those styles to defend against something.
0: Mm, right. And so it, it was worked, useful, yeah. It was
1: useful and it worked for you. So let's use particularly the power style oh. as an example because the power style, the motivation is all about control. Oh. And unfortunately it's it's distorted thinking that people believe that if they control everything. Everything and everyone and it is yes, and everyone that um, they'll be safe. Because oh. remember their point is to security needs and that's all about safety. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Unfortunately the reality is what can you control? You can control your own Response to whatever the stimulus is. Mm. You can't control what somebody else does, says. Mm. You can't control. Look at what happened in Christchurch. Mm. You know, 50 people who woke up that day not knowing that that was the day they were going to draw their last breath. Mm. And the loved ones of those 50 people whose lives have been changed forever Mm. as a result of that terrible massacre.
0: Mm.
1: So to even think that you can control what life presents is a bit of distorted thinking, really. Mm, mm. All you can control is how you respond mm. to whatever the stimulus happens to be. And so if you, I always think about, if I see a really strong extension in power, it's almost like the white knuckle brigade. Do you know? I'm hanging on, mm. trying to control what happens.
0: I'm keeping all the plates spinning. And keeping,
1: keeping the chaos at bay, yeah. essentially. And
0: so... If they're feeling that, then that's what they're saying to themselves. Mm. Yeah. So with a regular debrief, you'd you'd look at, you know, what stands out to you and so mm-hmm. on. Do you ever get challenged where people they're used to, I guess, wearing the, a mask in a way and projecting mm. a different thing outwards, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what they're saying to themselves, but people aren't seeing that side of it. They're not mm-hmm. they're not seeing them holding on, trying to control their chaos. No. They might be seeing them, oh, actually they they include people and bring them in and so on. So it's quite different. So what's the cost of that, I suppose?
1: Yes, it's an energetic cost. So there's an energetic cost involved in pulling the mask into place and holding it there Mm. in the first place. So it's tiring, exhausting Mm. even. Mm. And there's an emotional cost of not being able to show up authentically. Mm. So somebody who is heavily defended and wearing a mask will probably be quite afraid to show their vulnerability.
0: Or if they're showing it it's not real vulnerability or something, because people like, are experiencing them mm. so differently. Mm-hmm. So they're not letting people truly in. No. <laughs> it's like a facade.
1: I mean, it is. It is a facade. Yeah. yeah.
0: So where do you start then with, with someone who's speaking like that to themselves and it's quite different? What's the kind of key questions you'd go for? Sir?
1: So – You don't know that, of course, until you've opened the LSI 2. So you still are debriefing the LSI 1 and there's a lot of information that comes from that. So, for example, heavy extensions in the defensive styles means that you've not got a lot of weighting of colour towards satisfaction needs. uh, So you would have a lot of conversation around what's their purpose? Do they know what they need to feel fulfilled? Is this their dream job? If the answer is no and you would expect it's no what would need to be different for it to be their uh, dream job how, so how you, can you shape it differently yes yep. exactly right so you still debriefing the LSI1 in great detail before you integrate the LSI2 again there's going to be a reaction so in our last podcast we talked about some it could be a shock reaction mm. if they have a constructive LSI1 profile and a strongly defended LSI2 profile mm the reaction this time will probably be quite different. It's more likely to be, yippee, celebration, you know?
0: (laughs) And, well, forget about that outside one. Yes. (laughs) People think I'm brilliant, right? Exactly I've seen that where it's like, no, well, it it doesn't even matter because people say I'm awesome. So who cares about the outside one? That's right. Which is a reflection, I guess, of that thinking.
1: It is exactly.
0: Okay, so you've turned the page. They said, yippee. Mm. Where do you go now?
1: So then it's a matter of... Again, you do the the analysis, of course, but following their energy. So, are they interested in doing a deep dive into any of the styles? If you've got a really strong extension in a style and very little showing in the two, that is going to be very, very telling when you go to the item by item table because it's about the conversation. It highlights the power of the conversation that they have with themselves. Uh. So, it's back to. What we explored in the very first podcast around that residual narrative of the items that they didn't give themselves a two for in the one. Mm,
0: so that was in our building report. It was in the one. building Rapport
1: yep. in the building report podcast. And for the defensive styles, what they've given themselves twos and ones for, you will find often a critic, a, a very strong if not toxic inner critic at work, oh. with strongly extended defensive styles in the in the one. So would you,
0: I mean, even if, so say say you don't even, you haven't looked at the LSI-2 yet mm-hmm. and it may be constructive, it may be not, it mm-hmm. may be aligned with them. Would you split your time evenly between those two or?
1: I don't think I ever split my time evenly. I think I always spend more time in the LSI-1. Mm. Okay, why's that? Because that's the place of sustainable change. And also because even if... You've gone to the LSI two, and you found defensive LSI one, constructive LSI two. You're going to be referring back to the one during that LSI two conversation as well. Uh, so I guess if you add all of that time together, right, <laughs> it's, you're always going to be spend more time in the LSI one than the LSI two.
0: Yeah, because I have found that like I was doing a debrief just the other day, and it was it was this exact situation. So the person saw themselves particularly passive and a bit of constructive, but everyone else saw really high constructive. And so <laughs> I think it was, you know, we spent so much time on the outside one, I almost <laughs> bags, we had to like kind of run through the outside tour, but it was so important because that's where the, a lot of the growth and conversation was for this person.
1: Mm. And it shows up as well in the summary grid. So you mentioned oh. in one of the other podcasts, the Jahari's Window, the summary grid where you're looking at confirmed strengths, unrecognized strengths blind spots and Uh. and stumbling blocks. And when somebody is being highly critical of themselves, they're going to have a whole lot of either unrecognized strengths or blind spots. Uh. And so unrecognized strengths in particular, it's a great piece of evidence-based discovery for them because here, the only person who doesn't recognize the strengths that they have is them.
0: So would you go about trying to build some self-efficacy in that case? Definitely. Of, you know, tell me a time where, you know, you did this and it worked really well or something like that to help them see see those strengths?
1: Well, they'll find it probably much easier to give you examples of what they've done. It's So it's more mm. not so much give me examples of what you've done. Mm. It's why is it hard for you to believe.
0: Mm. Okay. Because it's the per, thinking.
1: It's the thinking. Mm. So why can others see the strength that you have here, but you don't believe it? What, why is that? So again, you're back to LSI 1 item by item themes and what beliefs do they point to?
0: And the one I had was around, there was a theme around being really scared that constructive was aggressive. Really? Right? Like, saw achievement as kind of like, because I got, explain to me what you think the difference is between passive, aggressive, constructive in different situations. So we're talking Hmm. about a situation.
1: Good question, by the way. Yeah. And Hmm. so
0: they started explaining and, of course, came to the answer themselves that actually it is quite different. But they had this kind of fear that if they went to constructive, people would actually think it was aggressive or something. So Hmm. it was an interesting... Thing to say because they outlined the situation. I was like, what you just told me was all achievement. Mm. (laughs) It was fantastic. Mm.
1: And that's a frequent thing that you will find as well that anything that people want to hang on to or argue for in the defensive styles, you can find a home for in one or a combination of the the constructive styles. Uh. So it's a matter of helping them see where what they're describing lives. Uh, In the constructive.
0: Uh, and it could be quite an unsustainable place to be living where you've got the self-talk, which is quite negative
1: mm. or
0: quite defensive. But you're kind of trying to show up for everyone else, perhaps, as as a
1: as a superman or woman. Mm. Well, straight away there's the cost. Yeah. There's the cost to self. So you're the bottom of your own priority list. Uh, I like to speak to an analogy where they think of themselves like an energetic bank account. Uh, and what they're doing is making withdrawals on their own energetic bank account and depositing into other people's. Uh, How long is that sustainable for if you keep on making withdrawals without deposits?
0: You're going going to go bankrupt yeah. sooner or later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: So you run out of puff, you burn out. And it's interesting as well because I'll often hear people make comments like, I feel as though I'm being selfish uh, if I take time for myself, particularly working parents, uh, male, female, gender gender doesn't matter. Uh, I feel like I'm being really selfish. And yet if you don't take really good care of yourself and put deposits back into that energetic bank account, then actually you're not able to be present for the people that you uh, love the most. Uh, you can't be at your best. That's right. So you're not actually being selfish by taking better care of yourself and putting deposits back into that energetic bank account, what you're allowing is yourself to show up more wholly.
0: Mm. And it's a it's a sustainability thing, as it well. Because you can keep thing. that up for a while, maybe. Mm. But over the long term, if you keep thinking that way and so on, it's it's you can't keep it up no. <laughs> forever. No, no. That's um, right.
1: I call it a deficit operating system.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so you keep making those withdrawals and you can operate in debt for a while, but eventually Mm. the credit card company comes calling or whatever. (laughs) Um, You've been taking out all this
1: credit. Yeah, Uh that's right. And of course, our research shows if it's strong extensions in the aggressive defensive, then you're probably looking at things like hypertension, high blood pressure, stroke, propensity for so health related consequences and extensions in the passive defensive in maybe depression. Anxiety and perfectionistic, and, and perhaps in the passive as and, well.
0: And so that's a good place to look in the LSI report at the back is those outcome satisfaction items. Yes. Which is around questions like health, because this is the general
1: life, state of mind, ability of to mind, manage stress, leisure
0: time, yep. all the stuff. So, um, you know, we call it the lifestyles inventory, not, not work styles or mm. leadership styles or whatever.
1: Mm. Actually, that's a great point. And it's something that I think is incredibly important in rolling out an LSI project. And that is that that we call the diagnostic by its full name, not just the LSI, but the uh. lifestyles inventory. Because you're right, it's not the work styles inventory, it's the lifestyles inventory. Uh. And that in that pre-communication, people understand that it's a whole of life. Uh. So yes, the LSI too is work related if they've only invited feedback from people in the workplace. Uh. But the LSI one, you're cutting this brain twenty four seven, thinking around with you twenty four seven. So right. that whole of life perspective is really important. Yeah, and it is both a professional and personal developmental tool. Yeah, I love it. Mm.
0: So what I'm kind of taking out of this conversation, so is particularly around, you know, look, the actual approach to the debrief doesn't really change, right? Not really, but it's exploring the what's the cost of self mm. in particular that's going on here. So yes, you might be showing up a certain way and people might think you're fantastic or whatever, but at what cost to yourself if you you don't believe it, if you're not (laughs) on the same page as that? So it's not necessarily about getting congruence by behaving defensive, but rather how can we lift your thinking into that constructive space?
1: Absolutely. And so generally when people are heavily defended in their thinking there's a reluctance to feel the depth of feelings that are attached to Uh. their reason for being that heavily defended. Uh. And so that's an interesting thing to explore as well, because pulling the mask into place takes energy. Uh. So does suppressing feeling.
0: Uh.
1: It's another drain on energy. Uh. And I like to use the law of physics as an example. Everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, The harder you push to keep the feelings down, the more they want to push up and come out. So you end up in this energetic, emotional, energetic seesaw, uh, if you like, uh, which is very draining. uh, And the longer you keep that up, the more likely it is that you'll hear people, well, I do hear people say things like, I had a reaction that was completely out of proportion. You know, I just blew my stack with the kids right, sort of thing. Right, And that's what happens. The reaction becomes out of proportion off. to the mm. stimulus because of investing so much energy in keeping those feelings at a distance. And when you think about it, we get trained to do that. From early childhood, you know, boys don't cry, girls don't get angry.
0: Mm.
1: We get sort of conditioned, if you like, to not express our feelings cleanly. Yeah,
0: and even in the workplace, right, there's uh, certain expectations. And it's not about necessarily, you know, this is maybe a whole other conversation and maybe you've got a different view to me. But, I mean, there's there's certain ways, I guess, that we carry ourselves in the world and in business and so on. But it's about being true to yourself, at least, Mm. about what's going on and so on.
1: Mm. What's about being authentic, mm. it's about allowing yourself to be vulnerable uh. without being uncontrolled. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And it's about asking for support when you mm. need it. And this is the, another of the beauties of the LSI brief, that because we are exploring long-held beliefs mm. and long-held behavioral patterns, mm. it can touch some really strong emotional cords in mm. people. Mm. And it's really important to let people have that process, have their process and just support that process. Mm. But also to remember that it's not a therapy session it's necessarily yeah. and that and that um, sometimes they might need additional support.
0: Yeah. Especially if, if you're an internal coach and stuff, you know, mm. you've got to play within your area of competence. Of course as you well. do.
1: Yeah. Um, of course you do. And don't forget that the LSI was designed for people who were not therapeutically trained. That's right. To use. That's not to say that if you are therapeutically trained, that you can't go there. Go there. Of course you can, but you need to. I think you need to identify that that's where you're going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm.
1: All right. Well, those
0: are some great tips for for looking at that defensive LSI one and and a disconnect with the constructive LSI two. Mm, Thank you. So thanks for your time today.
1: Very welcome.
0: And we'll see, uh, maybe see you on the next one.
1: Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, Email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyright by Human Synergistics Australia. All rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.